Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAers. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works, and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show hey and welcome to the hypothalamic amenorrhea podcast an adulting advice podcast production i'm danny sheriff and this is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly this podcast aims to educate inform and keep you motivated on your period and ha recovery track let's dive in Quick disclaimer, guys, I am not a doctor and this content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Always seek the advice of your physician. My dear friend, Nikki Chapman. Now, actually, at the time of recording this, we don't know each other at all. But since the podcast has been going for a little while and I actually recorded this episode with her a couple of months ago now, we've become really good friends. And Nikki is actually an active member inside of the AJ Society. So we've just become really good friends through that. And at the time of recording this, I actually thought we were going to be having a recovery story episode where we were going to hear about how Nikki went through recovery. But 
I had found out quickly that she actually was still, she still had HA. She hadn't recovered yet. And I was excited because I thought, great, so many women are going to be able to connect with her story right now. So look, this episode doesn't have any solutions for you, but it reminds you that you're not alone, that you're on the right track and to keep going. So please keep listening. And also before we get started, I wanted to let you know that the AJ Society is opening in two days time. If you're listening to this live, it's in two days time from now, October 16th, the new moon, the AJ Society will be open. If you want to join me and Nikki on this podcast and all of the other women who have HA and who have recovered inside of that membership, go to the HASociety.com. And also there's going to be a few one-on-one coaching spots available as well with me where every week we meet and we go through your your life right now and 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 your recovery and we get you on track and we talk about what's hard and we make things easier and it's all wonderful so that membership is like $60 a month which is basically $15 a week um, for our one hour check-in call with me which is really awesome and if you just want the membership where you come in and you get to come to the weekly calls you get to come to the events you get to be on the message board and chat with all of the other amazing ladies in there. That membership is $6.99 a month. So head to the hasociety.com, get on the wait list. The link will also be in the show notes and I will email you directly and invite you myself into the group on the 16th, which is a Friday. Okay, guys, that's enough from me. Enjoy the rest of this show. Cool. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Hypothalamic. I'm in a re-up podcast the hardest podcast on the internet to say i'm here with nikki nikki chapman welcome well thanks so much for having me you're all good all good we have a slight lag guys so just bear with us but i'm gonna do my best afterwards to edit it to make it sound nice and smooth so nikki is joining us from my homeland she's down in canberra in australia it's nice to chat to my very own people and hear my accent again and maybe slip a little bit out of my Americanness and back into my Australianness. And Nikki's just going to share with us today her story of AJ and all that she's been through. So I'm going to let her take the mic and start where she wants to start and go down whatever rabbit holes she wants to go down. And it's going to be great. So take it away. Thank you. Um, I'm going to disappoint you, first of all, because I'm a Kiwi. So <laughs> I probably, <laughs> I've um, been in Australia for 10 years, so I've got a bit of a mixed accent. But As soon as you said the word 10, I heard it. <laughs> you said 10. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, okay. The way to tell the difference, if you're a foreigner, fun fact, is how the E's are pronounced. So we say sex, you say six, yeah. you say <laughs> 10, tin. That's how I can always tell. <laughs> That's it, hi. Um, yeah, so, but I'm living in Canberra now. I've just moved from Queensland this year um, down here to the cold. Mm. Um, 
so I'm a student at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, studying to become a certified holistic health coach at the moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm working in an organic health food store. And I don't know, where do I start? I guess I've got, I'm in the um, midst of basically trying to recover from HA at the moment because we're desperate to get pregnant. So I'll go back to where it all started. Um, hopefully people can relate to how this sort of condition can come about because I sure know that when I first lost my period, I had no idea why. <laughs> I Last year, I lost my period in September, I think it was, August. Um, so I've had HA for yeah, about 11 months now. And it was during a period of my time where I was undergoing a lot of emotional stress and I sort of dealt with it by I've always been into my health and fitness but I think I just really took it to the extreme obviously with using the gym as like a coping mechanism as such I was definitely not fueling my body for the amount I was doing and you know along with the emotional stress as well yeah I lost it then so basically yeah, I, I think I was just doing everything that you possibly can do to get HA um, when I lost it. So getting up in the morning, having like a quick coffee, running down to the gym, doing a huge workout, not eating properly, going to work, working like a long, like eight, nine hour day on my lunch break. I'd be running around, like trying to go for a walk on my lunch break, always moving, just like really severely under eating. I was on, like I wasn't eating meat and my iron was super low. I had a really busy social life and I was going through quite a lot. Um, so basically I canceled a wedding, <laughs> um, which is a long and really weird story because I'm with my fiance still at the moment, but um, last year I was also planning a wedding. That's what sort of caused a lot of stress and I ended up cancelling a wedding that I had planned down to every single little detail like the song going down the aisle the dress was getting made my family had flights booked like everything and I pulled pin on that moved house <laughs> so there was a lot going on and I think in, in normal circumstances if you are training and and maybe under eating a little bit you'd get away with it but when you put that much stress on your body emotionally as well. Um, I think that's what people don't sort of understand. It can really, really um, screw you up because your body's just like, nope, <laughs> I'm not going to use the reproductive system. <laughs> that's enough and shut it off. So that's how it happened for me. Yes. So what was it that caught, that made you cancel the wedding? Is it Was it COVID? No, 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 no. Um, this is last year. The wedding was supposed to be in November. So I was living with my fiance then back in um, Queensland. We, I was in a job that I didn't like. It was stressful finance. It wasn't my passion. My passion's always been health. We were just arguing and he was trying to do his thing to get into the army. It was just like, it was just putting so much pressure on us um, planning this wedding that I think I was sort of doing for other people more than what we wanted it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so we decided to um, cancel it and actually take a break and basically work on ourselves before we do anything like that because 
I think the most important thing when you're marrying somebody is is about, you know, your relationship being good and we both had our own stuff that we needed to work on. So um, I was planning it, planning it, planning it, working and everything like that. And then I just thought, no, I can't do this. It's it's not right. It doesn't feel right. And I cancelled it three months out. Wow. Mm. Wow. So. <laughs> okay. I so need to dig into this because some women yeah. are, some women are, are like, I think I am resonating with this. And then some other women are like, wow. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so I know, I know. So you basically were under so much stress to prepare for this wedding, not just in planning the wedding, but you had a lot of physical stress going on. You were probably working out for the wedding as well, like trying to be this perfect bride and have this perfect life. And you wouldn't agree. You didn't like it and everything. And it was eating away at your relationship. So you and your fiance got to a point where you realized something needs to change and we can't go into this next stage of our life the way we are right now. Mm-hmm. So how does someone get the courage? Cause I want a lot of women to hear this because what you've done is very courageous. How do people do that? How do people realize that they need to change and that that it's okay to stop drop and roll which is what it sounds like you did like tell me a little bit about that yeah well it is and that's the biggest advice I could give anybody I think um what happened for me was I had sort of a realization that which is ironic because now I'm desperate to get pregnant but it was like you work the job (laughs) you get have the, um, the wedding, this beautiful, big, expensive wedding. You have the kids, you buy the house, you know, yes. the life that you're supposed to live. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's all going ahead. That The honeymoon's planned. We're going to try and get pregnant straight after and uh, all the rest of it. But I was like, in my heart, I knew, like, this isn't, this isn't what I want right now. Like, it's, it's not, this isn't me. Like, I... I I wanted to go and do some solo travel. I knew I wasn't happy in my job. It was, we were arguing and I was like, this person that I love and I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with, we need to do some work on ourselves before we go and, you know, into this next chapter of our lives. Um, So it took a long, like it was months of me thinking, like, what do we do? What do we do? I just have to do it now. It's all planned. I've paid for it. Like, there's no way I can get out of this. What is my family going to think? Um, you know, like mm-hmm. I had literally spent every night after work planning everything, mm-hmm. going out there and getting all the catering. And I was like, I'm going to stuff everybody around. And, but then I was like, who's this for? It's, it's not for everybody else. It's for me yeah. and my partner. And I called it. I just rung the venue in tears and I just said, I can't, I can't do it anymore. And she was so lovely to me, but it was such a, like, it just felt like my heart just shattered. And then I was like, now I have to go and tell everybody that's booked accommodation and flights. And so it was like, it wasn't just like cancelling the venue. It's like calling everybody and just uh-huh. undoing what I've done for the whole, like months and months and months of planning. But I still had the gut feeling that it was right. And to this day, I, I it was right because I followed the feeling in my gut. And while it was so scary and so like, obviously so emotionally stressful that it actually caused me to go down this path. I think um, you have to listen to your gut at the end of the day, 
no matter how hard it is, um, because in the end, it all works out for the best. And it has. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a fun time. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I have two questions. Mm. So the first one is throughout the process of 11 months of all of this, you lost your period due to the stress of it all. Mm. And okay, clarified. And then my second question is, so then you and your fiance literally took like a break break where you went your separate ways for a while. Mm -hmm. I went overseas and did, I was going to do some volunteering in Vietnam. I wanted to always go and do some solo travel and COVID stuff that up a bit, but I still went overseas and then I went back home and then we lived separately in separate houses for a while. And um, that was what else I was doing. I was trying to break a lease and move out and all the rest of it and deal with the emotional, you know, like the heartbreak as well. Um, we went separate and he sorted some of his stuff out. I sorted some of my stuff out um, and we're actually back together now. Um, so, yeah. So cool. That's it's cool. cool. It's, um, it's hard because it's like I grieve that wedding and because I love him so much and I would love to have had that, but also we're so much stronger now and we, we really needed that, but it's like now we have to deal with <laughs> me getting myself healthy again. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's going to be very inspiring for some people listening who are going through some shit and it's like, it's a, such a huge, huge deal in the moment. And yes, you still grieve it, but also it's such a small price to pay to go and sort those things out that you needed to sort out mm. at the same time. So it's definitely a, a struggle, but that's very, yeah. very cool. So let's talk about your HA then. Where have you been doing? What has been hard? What has been working? Oh gosh, it is probably, and I don't know if this is bad to say, but it's like, it feels like one of the hardest things I've had to go through because and I think it is when you're wanting to get pregnant so badly, it's so up and down with the mental battle and then like the physical seeing your body change and letting go of a lot of things. And I'm basically, I think now, like, and, and this is only in the last sort of month, I'm in a good place with recovery as such, but like this whole year, I, um, I didn't really go like all in as such until maybe a couple of months ago, like, and that's like stopping the vegan diet, stopping all of the exercise for yoga and walks and just slowing down. And I guess that's even why I started my Instagram is to share like a lot of that stuff on it because it's quite therapeutic for me. And I'm hoping it resonates with people because I I had like ripped abs. I was tiny. I was like feeling like strong and healthy, but I wasn't obviously, um, and I'm still not not big at all. I've probably like gained a little bit of weight and I'm not as like toned and my body's just feeling softer, but I'm trying to sort of, I'm at that stage now where I'm like appreciating my body for what it's doing because I know it's getting healthy to be able to make a baby and, and that's my main goal right now. So I've just like pulled back on everything, tried to eat like proper meals, stopped the vegan diet, stopped you know, all of the things, the drinking coffee straight away instead of eating properly and yeah, everything you do. Yeah. <laughs> I resonate with that. The coffee one for me and like waking up and having to break the fast, but you don't really feel yeah. like it. You would really rather just eat, eat, drink some coffee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I know. I still love coffee and I still drink it, but it's definitely not how I used to use it, like as a meal replacement or as a, like, that's the first thing, you know. It's interesting. I would feel as though if someone was ready to get pregnant right now, I've always been of the belief that it would be way easier to recover Mm. if I just wanted to get pregnant right now Mm. because your, your why is so strong and your payoff is so immediate. Mm. Whereas when you're trying to recover, just to recover, it's harder for a lot of people because they're mourning that body that they had Mm. or had have and they're mourning their exercise routine and they're afraid of like what's on the other side so where do you fall in that spectrum do you think yeah it's funny you say that I so I so get that and I so think to myself sometimes I've got this partner who's saying to me eat all the food and I don't care if you like doubled your size like I don't you know I I love which you. is not like, going to happen. No, exactly. I'm like, I'm not a big person. And, you know, he's like super supportive and I've got a goal in mind. I would think, you know, looking in or like if I was looking at somebody else, I'd be like, what the hell? That's just so easy. Just do it all. But it's like, mm-hmm. and it is some days, but then it's not some days. It's yeah. like, I have this, I think we're all, a lot of people that do fall into this category, like the perfectionist, the type A personalities and it's like I don't know it just sort of I I put so much of my identity to in being this fit person and and I also love it like I also actually genuinely love like eating super healthy and feeling good and exercising you know and it's like it's just up and down it feels stupid sometimes and sometimes I'm like all right sit on the couch just like stop moving (laughs) eat heaps of food you need to get pregnant you've got a goal and then I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And then sometimes I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's ingrained in you almost. So it is ingrained in you. And and that's what I think a lot of this conversation is going to be about. So I would imagine that when it's the days it's easier to do all of the things are followed probably the very next day with the day that it's hard. Mm. And I have found that because when you sometimes when we're going through these things, we we wake up in the morning and we immediately assess what happened yesterday and try to do damage control mm-hmm. on what we did by you know at, by behaving differently today. And it's it's because that is what we were taught to do. Mm-hmm. And I love eating well as well, and I love working out, and I mourn intense exercise often. Yeah it's, it's, it does feel good. You do feel accomplished from it. You do feel like validated that I'm, that you're a hard worker, which is what us perfectionistic people Mm. just, that's what we're chasing. That feeling gets us high. And when we are told by everyone in our world that being like, feeling like your food is restricted is a good thing and pushing yourself when you're tired or just like working out consistently is a really good thing. And watching all of the ingredients that we eat is a really, really good thing. Yeah. It's very, very, very hard to unwire that because there's some truth to those things as well. Yeah. We're in this like limbo or this weird space of like, okay, it's true, but it's, but I've taken it too far. Yeah. And, and like the antidote for this is 
everything that I have been told is wrong, inherently wrong. So it's total compassion for the very confusing back and forth place that you're in all of the time. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, it is. It's um, funny and it's like, I feel guilty almost because I'm like, you've got to go, like, stop it. But it's not as easy as that. It's just like a constant. It gets easier and is more, like, the more that you practice and stuff. But you're so right. It's it's so ingrained in you and it's everywhere. You see it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So have you had any recovery periods at this point? Or you're still no. off? Yeah. I'm still off. I've started to get um, acupuncture recently and um, sort of, because sort of, I'm, I'm getting like the, some of the symptoms and stuff off my hormones sort of switching back on, which I've had for the last sort of month or two. Okay. Um, so I'm like hoping, like, I'm hoping that this is just going to push me. I'm hoping that I'm like nearly there. I feel like I'm nearly there. Um but you know no recovery period yet so what are these symptoms that you're seeing so um as you probably know like I analyze everything because it's what you do yeah (laughs) yeah um but so recently I've been having like a few at nights I get these hot flashes hot flushes um a lot like it's insane like I'll go right 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 red um and I've heard that's like a really like that's sort of your hormones going all over the show um, I've had like a bit of like I've got I've had headaches I've had like I don't I don't know how much is TMI on this I don't feel like there is t- <laughs> but you it's know like it's <laughs> not high. like that um the discharge and that kind of thing like I'm really paying attention to that sort of stuff has started to happen recently libido like my sex drive's just on again and that's like Great. the best part of this because uh, seriously at the start of this year. I was just, I had nothing. Like I, it was horrible. I just didn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that's happened in the last couple of months, which I'm loving. Um, and so, yeah, the, just a few things like that, which I'm thinking are really good signs. Um, so hopefully yeah. it's on it. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wanted you to answer that because there are other people listening who don't have their period right now who, who do ask, you know, what am I going to, what to expect? And before I got my first period, I had forgotten about cervical mucus. Mm. And then it came back and I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. This annoying, annoying thing. Um, But it's, I feel like that's one of the biggest signs. And the levator coming back was a huge one. Yeah. It's it's almost imminent when you start to see those symptoms that it is coming. And for me, I saw mucus for a couple of months before I actually got a period. But it's also important to remember how that depending on how long you've had HA, you might not have the follicles Mm. at point. However, you haven't had it for too long compared to many, many people listening who have had it for years and years. Mm. But a follicle can take roughly 100 days, right? So you might be seeing symptoms of that happening in your body and eventually you'll get there, but that kind of explains the delay in the process sometimes. But it feels... Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? 
I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60-minute masterclass. Y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Imminent from you just hearing what you're saying. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm just sort of like, it's, it's funny as well. Like it's a topic that you just like, I used to be like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. But then I'm now I'm like, for God's sake, why weren't we taught this in school? Like, why is it that I'm only finding out how important knowing what your survival like mucus is actually telling you that, you know, you're ovulating and that you're healthy and that there's like annoying thing that we had like when I did have my period. Oh, it's just, it, it blows my mind and it's, it really frustrates me actually that it isn't something that's more like. And how magical it is, right? Because yeah. you need that mucus for yeah. that baby that you want. And I know. it's like, <laughs> it's just this super thing that can keep sperm alive inside of it for five days because mm. its pH levels are great while it wait, while your body waits to ovulate and it's, it's magical. Yeah. And some people think, because we're not taught about it in school, like you were saying, some people think it's a problem and they go to the doctor and then the doctor yeah. gives them the pill so that they don't get, so that they don't get. That old chestnut. Literally, like my life when I first went to the doctor, I just go back on the pill and I'm like, oh, it frustrates me so much. But yeah, right. you're right. It should be 
something that's celebrated. So, I ran out and told my partner like immediately. He's probably like, that's, I, was I like, know you're like, <laughs> I've got mucus. Do you want to see it? Um, I've totally lucky. I've totally shown my husband because I've been like, check this out. Look, like you put it between your fingers and you pull <laughs> and you see if it goes like, if it stretches like this, that's really good. <laughs> He's just like, just go wash your hands. <laughs> that sex drive you've got like don't worry about it <laughs> yeah it's it's funny so what happened with your doctor then you went to the doctor and you said hey I don't have a period and he was just like try the pill twice I went to two different doctors and they they like look one of them was a bit better than the other one the first one was like oh, I'll come back but I'm um, go on the pill to regulate if you want I'm like for god's sake like I went off the pill to prepare my body for this but anyway that's a whole nother topic about <laughs> doctors and just slapping the pill on as a quick fix but then the second one yeah he tried to put me back on the pill as well he did ask a bit about lifestyle he said you know you look a bit you're very small you look a bit stressed um you know, let's take some blood tests and come back in a couple of months if it hasn't come. And I'm like, well, thanks. Like nobody said, um, none of them said amenorrhea at all. Um, one of them suggested um, an ultrasound to see, to check for cysts, obviously mm-hmm. for PCOS. Um, and then it was, yeah, the third doctor I went to that, um, you know, told me what it was. And by then I had sort of found I don't know how I sort of came across it on the internet and through Instagram and everything anyway but um yeah I just I didn't have much luck at all with doctors they it really frustrated me that they took it so lightly as well it was like such a normal thing it's okay it'll come back you're probably just a bit stressed or you work out of it yeah you so sort of how... doctors for an answer sometimes when you know and <laughs> that's what you get <laughs> yeah it definitely and it makes it harder to get yourself down this path of HA recovery right so how did you find out about HA and figure out that this is what was going on for you I knew you were going to ask me that and I can't actually remember what it okay. was but it was definitely Instagram um Instagram and podcasts I have I fell across, like into them somehow um and I've connected with a few girls that I like all over the world and stuff that I've seen that they've gone through this and got theirs back and that kind of thing and through talking to them and then I don't know digging into it more um, and that that's sort of how some one the third doctor I did go to this year um, she did say amenorrhea and I think that's maybe when I started to look into it um, mm-hmm. but I don't know I think I just yeah. fell down the rabbits. I think that that's a common actually a pretty common thing like for me breadcrumbs right you start to hear breadcrumbs and you hear this concept of like well actually did you know that maybe having some body fat is a good thing and actually did you know that not having your period is really bad thing and and this word amenorrhea and you start to piece together this puzzle and then next thing you know you're 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 down the rabbit hole but you didn't really get there any one particular way yeah yeah. that's so true I don't that you you've nailed it I don't know yeah there's a lot on it when you're looking for it um and there's a lot of amazing women and some amazing information like the book and like the yeah. whole little community on Instagram which I'm just so grateful for um but yeah you're right yeah so what is the in the community 
online helping you do? And what are you finding is tactically helping you to stay on track at the moment? Yeah, basically seeing like the girl, girls talk about it so real and rawly and like that I resonate with so much. Every time I read, like read somebody's story or see somebody get their period back and celebrate it or, or even get really down about like giving up their lifestyle, you know, changing their lifestyle and getting upset with with what they have to do and everything, that'll just really makes me feel like it's okay. Like you're not alone in this. There's other women going through this. And mm. and also life's so much more important than like a slowly I'm learning this, like this year, that, than what you look like and what you're supposed to do and everything like that um, with everything that I've personally gone through. I'm like, I don't know, just really it's really motivating to see um people talk about like supporting one another and stuff like that online through the the podcast stories that I'm listening to and people like you and people that are just bringing awareness to it that just gives me like it feels like it's like a purpose and that's what's made me study and everything because I'm like I just want to help and and spread awareness about this because people just think that their periods are like an annoying thing I hear it all the time I heard it at work the other day in my in quite a new job like oh I I got my period I, I thought I wasn't going to get it because it was late and I was like oh. you know like and that's the real life compared to when you're you know in this little HA bubble online and hearing oh. these women talk about it positively it's it's really motivating because I feel like in the real world there's not enough like about it yeah it's almost like when you hear someone complaining about their period, you kind of want to slap them. Yeah. Like, do you even know how yeah. good you have it right now? How dare you take that for granted? Yeah. And it's kind of a little bit like that. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. It is actually. She was like, oh, I've got such bad cramp. And I was like, embrace it. She probably thinks I'm absolutely crazy, but I don't care. I'm going to be that person because I think females really don't value how how important it is to have a period and what it actually means, you know? Absolutely. And that's what's cool about you, you know, getting online, sharing your story, getting on this podcast and talking about it, even though you're not even recovered yet, because a it's validating other people's experiences, which as you were saying is what is so was, is so impactful for you right now. Just yeah, other people are like, yes, this is happening to me too. Yes, you're on the right track. Come along. It's like you're walking through the woods and you're worried that you're a little bit lost. And then you see a bunch of people who look like you who are doing yep. the same thing. And they're like, come here. Like we're lost too, but we'll, I, we're pretty sure it's this way. Yeah. <laughs> and Don't you're all going together and you're like, as long as I'm not by myself, it's fine. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's really, cause I mean, you, you know, your friends and people that you know, in your normal life, like they don't, they're supportive and stuff, but they don't get it as much. And it's like, mm. you really need that. Well, I don't know. I think most people do need that personally. It's been very helpful. So. Mm. Oh, right. absolutely. And the amount of people, honestly, that I have had both in my personal life and rando strangers on the internet who have been not just impacted, but actually like figured out that this is what was happening to them is wild. So a friend of mine that I happen to know in person, Mm. Ashley, and she had HA. I think you're really going to like this episode. Mm. She had HA and she had no idea. 
what it was or why. And like, she thought she had PCOS and then she went on like hormone replacement therapy and her doctors, unfortunately for her, it was a lot worse than just being told to go on the pill. She went down this like wild route and her and I are actually colleagues. And I had started to talk about my HA journey online, like on the internet. And I was like, you know what, everyone, I'm gaining a bunch of weight. This is why two middle fingers in the air. And a part of me telling everybody was a, because I, you know, quote unquote, didn't want anyone to like think I just let myself go. I wanted them to know this was purposeful. And she had just never heard of this before and seen this concept and realized that, that this could be a path for her. And through me posting about that, she shares that like, that's how she figured out that she had this too. So she went through the motions and she went all in and she did it the proper way, right? Not the way that the rest of us do it, where we go all in and then we step out for a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) She she did it because she'd already just been through so much and she didn't even want to have it like, she didn't have children off the table, but she wasn't interested. And she just announced that she was pregnant. So what's cool about that is by just sharing your story this one time for the world to hear, you can make such a massive impact on someone else. And what I was doing for myself, she could do for herself and it worked for her too. And it worked for someone else and it worked for someone else and someone else. So you know what you need to do to recover, get this baby happening. Yeah. It's just a matter of, of being consistent. That's that consistency. Hey, like you can't have those slip up days. Like not, not if you've got that. Yeah. No, you really can't. Like, it's not like in when you're dieting really hard and you slip up on your diet and you can yeah. just get back on track the, the next day. Actually, there were many times for me where I had recovered my period and I tried to go back the other way yeah. and I tried to diet again and I lost it again. And yeah. this happens for me and just a little bit, right? Oh, this week I might sprinkle in a couple of hit workouts yeah. and there you go. That, that one week, I swear... Yeah it went away. And so it's that consistency is just important beyond my comprehension. Like I don't want, I want to say like, ah, one workout here and there doesn't matter. Or one day of like restrictive eating isn't going to hurt anything. But for many of us, I think that it might, especially if you're under mental stress too. So what's your stress situation like right now? Um, no, that's a good, that's good actually. <laughs> um, my, and being like open at it, about it with, um, in my new job and like having my partner support me and people knowing sort of what's going on has been good. I think my stress is the best it's ever been. Cause I've always been like an anxious person, but now I've made so, so many lifestyle changes that that is something that I'm happy to say is not like impacting me. It's just, and even the exercise, like I'm not even, I'm just doing like the yoga and the slow walks. It's just the eating part. That's the part I find personally the hardest. Um, so I think that's good that the stress isn't there. Nice. <laughs> something that eats away at you without you even realizing, especially yeah. um, 
yeah, when your head goes a mile, like a hundred miles an hour, like many of us yeah. um, do. But yeah, your your friend's story, just back to that, and because um, I did listen to your podcast as well about like um, your story with how you got it and you lost it and everything, and how she's you know gone all all in and actually got the pregnancy, like had announced mm-hmm. that she's pregnant now and stuff like that. That's the sort of stuff that just that just keeps you going like that makes me want to go and like eat another breakfast right now you know like (laughs) it's like I love it so much it's exactly yeah it's exactly what you need when you when you're feeling like am I doing the right thing it's completely opposite and you've got those symptoms now too so you can kind of be like all right I've got these symptoms or like I'm on the right track just a little bit more and I can I can get even further and I can get even further. And you almost have to take that attitude and that drive that you have to achieve all these other things that you have achieved, take that ability to diet and exercise really, really well and apply it to doing this. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah, definitely. And that's also, I think with acupuncture, I went and booked like a whole month. I'm like, I'm not going to waste my money on something that's not going to help if I'm not doing the other things. So I've like prepaid and pre-booked whole lot of acupuncture just like more accountability I think it's like whatever way works for you hey like it (laughs) I'm like if I'm spending that much money and putting that much into it I've got to do everything else like because totally yeah yeah and so you said that you've been oh what was that (laughs) sorry it's just going to take longer if you don't anyway I think it's just going to take longer absolutely absolutely and you said that you've been so you shared with your your colleagues and you've been open about your story. So did you have any concerns before you told people about what, what was up and what you were going to do? Did you have any stories in your head or worries about how they were going to react or what people were going to think? Um, definitely because I think if you don't know exactly what HA is and how to get better from it, people just think you're giving up. People mm. think you're, letting go people think it's an excuse just to I don't know no like, I'm with you 100 percent. I know exactly yeah. what you're thinking but then I'm like I say it out loud right and I'm like yeah but that's stupid you're all up in your own head as well like people probably don't care that much about what you look like or what you do but it's it's just how it feels because it people are so this like you know eat healthy work out and stuff like that and then you're doing the complete, well, you're not doing the complete opposite, but you sort of like slowing down and opposite to what you did. So yeah, definitely. Always. But yeah. then at the end of the day, the people that are going to support me or I don't really want those kind of people in my life that are going to judge something that I'm doing for my own health and my own future. Like it's a good way to cull out people that don't really serve you, I think. Yeah, Absolutely. And with sharing it in the end, so you, you like, you psyched yourself up, you told yourself these things and then you shared, Hmm. did you end up having to call any of these people out? What was actually the reaction by your friends and family? And were you surprised by it? Um, yeah, I was actually, when I first like posted about it and told a few people, like there are a few of my friends that still don't really get it. Um, and I think having moved and stuff like that, I'm not around. I've like kind of only moved states this year, so I haven't really seen a lot of my friends and stuff recently. But I think 
for those that are a bit more distant about it and that are a bit more like don't want to talk about that sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah, I guess I just, I don't know. I've sort of found a new, I've got the friends that I, that I want that are going to stick by me. And then I'm making some friends now, like with people on the internet, which is really a weird concept still, but I'm like, but they get it. And they just, they feel like some of the people I've met through Instagram, I'm like literally I feel like they're my best friends like and I'm making connections with people that actually are like real people that don't care about that other stuff that just you know I don't know how to explain it it's still it's still a weird concept to me but yeah I don't people that don't really get it or or think that it's weird I'm like I've gotten over that I just don't care I think also I lost enough having cancelled a wedding like nothing really like that phases me too much anymore because whatever yeah you know what I'm hearing from you again with like you knew what you needed and you cancelled this wedding you told your friends this thing and they don't really get it and you're realizing maybe these aren't the friends for me and you can find those people your tribe elsewhere sorry my husband just does not care that I'm on this podcast and is drilling in the next room so (laughs) sorry everyone um (laughs) yeah you you just have you're just super brave and you're you're also so like conflicted and confused and scared sometimes from time to time but you're still sticking to your guns and doing the thing and that's so so strong and I can tell that that's what makes you this like that's why you're making all of these great friends on the internet because you're obviously such a strong personality with with so much to share and like a lot of feelings and a lot of a lot of strength and like direction and you know what you want and it's really it's really really cool and of course someone like you isn't going to resonate anymore with those people who are still feeling like well you just work out really hard and you just count your calories and that's life and you're seeing that there's so much more to it and there's not a whole lot to them yeah Thank you. That that means a lot. And it's, yeah, it is a bit like that, I think. And you, you know, you have the support from the people, your friends, my, my partner, the, my new tribe and my new friends and, and, the, and the old ones that are obviously going to stick by. But it's more important at the end of the day, you're the only one that lives your life. Like, I think it's really, it's sort of making me feel like it's really shallow not to, to think about um, that there is a lot more to life than what you look like and, what you do and all of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I don't want that kind of fake stuff yeah. in my right. life. <laughs> exactly. And I could talk about that kind of thing all the time yeah. and we'll have to do a part two when you do recover and then a part three, when you do have your baby. Oh my um, God. It gives me goosebumps. I, I can't wait. <laughs> I would love to do that. Um, yeah. So how about you also add on to your HA vision board to be able to come back to all of the women listening today and say, I did the thing, right? Yeah. I've been on this show. This podcast somehow just like, there's so many women that just want to listen to these stories. So there are actually so many women listening to your story right now. It's wild. Yeah. And they are expecting you to come back on and say that it I can't make it. <laughs> <We're in prison. laughs> yes. <laughs> you are now accountable to all of us yeah good Um, it's even better I think like and that's why I think like um I like sharing stuff on Instagram because I'm like all these little things that I'm doing and everything like that 
I want to get on there and be like, do these things, do the things that will come back. Like, because, you know, you find it so motivating to see other people. Um, And I think this podcast is amazing, by the way. I love that you've actually got something that is like specific for typing in hypothalamic amenorrhea. I (laughs) I just need to figure out a way to make sure all of the people who spell it wrong still find it. But we'll, I don't know. I think, I think that that's the point. I really want this to be a resource that people find easily so that they can just hear stories like yours and just listen to them all the time to stay connected to what they're trying to do. And yeah. so speaking of consuming content that keeps them on track, you're saying you have an Instagram. Where can people find you and check that out? Um, I've called it the wellness antidote. So that's my, um, I've got a personal Instagram, but that's my one that I share all my um, health coaching stuff on and a bit about my journey and I've got like a little section on hormones where I share all the things that I'm doing and everything. So yeah, I've called it the wellness antidote and that's because I like to share like recipes for body and mind because I think that the two go hand in hand and so much that, you know, like you can't just feed your, your body. You've got to like really work on the mindset stuff as well. So that's where I share everything um, like my little creative outlet. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I'm going to link to it in the show notes of today. People should check it out and connect with Nikki over there. And if you're trying to recover as well, then she's probably the perfect buddy for you to have a chat with. Mm. So yeah, I can't thank you enough for, for coming on today and chatting about this and being open and vulnerable about it. And I just loved it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I think what you're doing is amazing. And I can't wait to come on and be like, <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to have a party. I know. You absolutely, <laughs> you have to message me and tell me so we can. Oh yeah. I'll probably it. like write it all over my Instagram too, but I'm saving a nice bottle of champagne for that moment. Can't wait. <laughs> and then I'll stop because then I need to get pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like all celebration and then. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, I'll see you later, everybody listening and have yeah. a fantastic day and keep eating the food and chilling out. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women. <laughs>